tuning into Brewed Up, a podcast where two LA-based female homebrewers chat, laugh, and learn about craft beer, homebrewing, and whatever else comes to mind. Tyler is based in the San Fernando Valley and has been brewing for two and a half years. Lori is based in South LA and has been making cider for seven years. This show is available to listen and follow on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor FM, and more. Now here's the show. To another episode of Are we recording? Heat up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're recording. Oh, we've been recording for like a whole minute. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. All so right. well. Hey. Hey. Hey there. Welcome back to another Goodbye. episode of Brewed Up. So <clears throat> Yeah, welcome to Brewed Up. Um, you know, before we start the episode, I just wanted to say, we just wanted to say, we all wanted to just say, mm-hmm. thank you, thank you, thank you for the support. We've put out a few episodes by now, and we appreciate all the listens and the reviews. We've got a couple of reviews mm-hmm. I've seen on Apple Podcasts, and it's great. We love the feedback. We encourage more feedback, mm-hmm. and... Um, I don't know. It's just been great. We've had a really positive response and, you know, we're, we're still filling it out, but we're, we're still having fun. We're, yeah. we're, you know, we're, we're new to podcasting and it's yeah. been a great journey. So mm-hmm. such a journey, Thanks. but thank you to everyone who's listened or posted or I really appreciate people just talking to us about what we, what we're doing or, and it's, it's been very positive so far. So thank you. Yeah. And feel free to comment on our Instagram or email us or whatever, and just tell us, you know, what you think. And we're, we're happy to accept everything. Mm -hmm. So anyway, anyway, Uh, we have kind of a special eps. Just kidding. I don't. They're all special. I don't want to like make it sound like. What if it sucks? But in this episode, Tyler and myself both around the same time brewed. Uh, say it, Ty. Blonde. Ale. And what do blonde ales do? It's pretty anticlimactic, huh? (laughs) Oh, wait. Actually, can I ask you a question? Oh, yeah. Do blonde ales have more fun? (laughs) They certainly do. 100%. I think they do. Mm -hmm. I think they do. I I love a good blonde ale. Yeah, it's chill. It's good. It's, It's, you know, easy to drink. mm Mm-hmm. You usually know what to expect when you order a blonde ale. It's somewhere 
between like a Kolsch and a pale ale. It's an American ale. It differs from the a Belgian blonde obviously has that Belgian uh, spicy note to it. The American ale doesn't mm-hmm. have that. Personally, I I'm I'm coming around to that that Belgian. I think it's a a, a phenol phenolic note clove. Um, but I, I like from, an American that. blonde ale. It's a great beer. Yeah. Um, yeah, very clean. Mm-hmm. Um, always clean. And a, a blonde is like, you know, like she said, between a Kolsch and a pale ale. The, it's not, it's definitely not as hoppy as a pale ale. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, it's like an easy, it's, if you're trying to introduce somebody into craft beer, a blonde ale is probably one of the first beers that you can introduce them to because it's very similar to a lager in that it's you know clean crisp light easy to drink usually like a lower avb and um it even looks the same i mean it's not as pale as a lager but it's it's pretty light it's a craft classic it's definitely like yeah when i go to a brewery with my dad who is like on the Coors Banquet beer train for life. Oh, yeah. I just won't even ask. I'll just, if there's a blonde, I'll just get him a blonde. And yeah. he'll drink it. It's easy. And he won't it's complain. Easy breezy. easy breezy. Yeah. It's balanced. That's it's, the thing about a blonde. It's mm-hmm. like, it's not too malty, not too hoppy, not too bitter. It's a gateway yeah. beer. It's a gateway <laughs> beer. <laughs> yeah i um it's cool that we both brewed it because honestly it's a perfect summer beer too and summer is just sat on our heads recently it's super hot (laughs) so it's (laughs) just sat on our face smothering us she got in there she said lay down Okay, that's enough. Yeah. I'm about, I need to stop this conversation. But um, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I I brewed a blonde because my husband is a basic bitch and he loves hazies. I mean that in the most loving way. <laughs> yeah. And so I didn't want to brew a hazy because it was like my second beer. So I thought I'll just brew a blonde. I've got a shit ton of hops in the fridge. I'm gonna dry hop this. He won't know what happened. And he's been kicking back the blondes. That's good. Yeah. It's kind of. I mean, honestly, honestly, a lot of people say blondes are basic bitch beers, which, you know, it's like we said, the shoe fits. (laughs) There's not much to it. And that's what makes it so great. Mm -hmm. A lot of people think it's a waste of time to even think about a Blondale but I yeah I love I love a Blondale so um let's let's dive deep I made a blonde we're gonna talk about mine first my blonde came um I birthed it from DME and mm -hmm, it's pretty good yeah I like it uh it's it's a lot darker than I was anticipating I think that's because I used DME and I use uh, crystal malt, a little crystal malt, and a little carapils for some, you know, you know what, 
and then I dry hopped it. So, <laughs> you, you know what? <laughs> you know what? Little care. You, uh, dry hop. What do you dry hop it with? I had um, the Yakima Chief 2019 Pink Boots Blend. Exclusive. Wow. It's like a very West Coasty bro blend. So I'm getting that. I'm, that's it smells amazing, honestly. Well, I think I'm, that's really I'm smelling that. It's a nice way to enjoy hop. It's not see, I didn't fuck, I'm trying to remember. Um I th- it, think it tastes West Coasty. It's good. Um, sorry, I just I'm, I brewed like three beers in the last week or two, so I'm trying to remember what hop I used. Look at you, home brewer. Uh, what? Some extra time on her hands. She's brewing beers, y'all. Mm-hmm. She's about to take over the world. Ciders, beers, seltzers. I think it was like a sen- sen- centennial? centennial. And it was in that 60 minutes. Oh, and I put uh, lemon peel and coriander at, at the end. She fancy, which I really can't can't taste. I was hoping for it has a little brightness to it, but um, if I were to brew this again, I would brew all grain so that I got a lighter color. And I, I liked I like hopping it. It I think it tastes good, uh, for something hoppy. I, I think it's really good. I think um I think it's great. I think you thank did you a really good job. Mm. Yeah, I, I think you're um, kind. No, seriously, it tastes it tastes really good. Thanks, dude. There's one more thing I wish it had, but you know we're not gonna go. Through. <laughs> <One> more. <laughs> okay, it's well, fantastic. It's fine. I wish it was bubblier. I'll say it. I'll admit Do you have to it? it. Do you have it on tap? Hmm. Honestly, the only reason it's the only reason it's not is because it's been it's probably been as this growler. Like when you put things in growlers, they lose. <sighs> Unfortunately, that's the downfall that of growler. Trade off was a couple of days ago. I knew that would happen. Mm-hmm. Number one, boys good. and girls, what not to do when filling a growler. Ooh, that's another episode. But in all sincerity, this is a really all of that. All the flavor is all the flavor it's balanced it's it's really it's not like super hoppy i'm like i have <clears throat> i'm traumatized sort of from dry hopping Ooh. a blonde ale because i don't know if mm. you remember the blonde that i poured at i know uh <laughs> cyc everyone's like this is a pale ale you know wait someone See, said it was a pale ale I mean, everyone was like, it's so hoppy. This isn't a blonde, it's a pale ale. And I was like, oof. And okay. I was like, probably the, f- I think that was the first time I ever poured a beer at an event. So I'm traumatized. Well, I, I remember we were talking a lot before that and you kept going back and forth. Like, it was weird. That's when, like, like should I homebrew. This, yeah, that's when, like, homebrew psychology. Homebrew psychology like fucks with you because you like taste it and you're like, okay, it tastes like this. And then somebody's like, it, no, it tastes like this. And you're like, wait, it does taste like <laughs> That's a whole nother story. I mean, the main thing I was trying to go for with 
Miss Blondale was very simple, straightforward, and not too hoppy. <laughs> but honestly, the only hops that I had, I so full disclosure, about two months ago, I was kind of drunk, and I went on Yakima Valley Hops, and I just bought two pounds of hops. I bought four. <laughs> I bought four eight ounce bags of just like the most random shit that I've never even heard of, except I had I had heard of Laurel and I have actually no that's a lie. I I bought Laurel, Sriracha, Ace, Caliente, and Peco, and I'd never used any of them, and I just bought them not knowing that they were all like fourteen percent plus alpha acid, and I was like, holy shit. So now I'm trying to, I'm just getting through That's them like, like bit by how bit. Did that like, happen? That's you know, mad. half an ounce. Because <laughs> I just didn't check. I told you I was drunk. The one thing I didn't check was okay, like the everybody, alpha acid. Tyler's not a big so, alpha fan. Not a big, not a hazy girl. You'll never see her with like an IPA. That will never <laughs> happen. For more, for more reasons than the hop thing, but yeah. I used the Caliente hops in this blonde. I literally just did like a little short, like 30 minute edition and to give it some bitterness and some aroma. And I like the, I like the hop profile. It is, there's a, there's a hint too much bitterness, but I think it's okay. Is this like the same recipe from your birthday beer that you made? It's, it's super close. Like my, my Blondale recipe is like mad simple. It's, it's so good though. It's two row Munich. Cause I told you I was a Munich whore. Mm-hmm. She's a total I love Munich, Munich malt. I love it. it tastes <laughs> I'm good. I'm going to get you a t-shirt. <laughs> Munich whore. <laughs> it's just two row Munich and wheat malt. So pretty straightforward. And then I use, I just, used uso5 so it's super simple but i was like i kind of wanted to use these new hops and you know see how they would impart their flavor so that that's pretty much it i called it i called it the wait wait i called it the covid caliente blonde ale oh that is so good (laughs) (laughs) it's great right so Tyler, <laughs> what kind of yeast did you use? Uh, for this one, I just I used a USO five dry yeast, pretty straightforward. Oh, you didn't make oh. a starter. I did. <laughs> I did not make a starter. Actually, I didn't. <laughs> But, um, okay, so, no, I didn't make a starter for this. Oh, because you just sprinkled it? USO5 is one of those yeasts. It's a dry yeast from, you know, Fermentus, Safale, USO5. And there's, with dry yeast, it's like, it's packed with a shit ton of cells. If it's, like, new, if it's, like, a fresh pack, you should be able to just at least for like a five gallon batch. Like look at the day. Sprinkle in there. Yeah. And it's fine. I mean, it, it might take, you know, longer than a packet of Imperial yeast, but it'll get through it. It's, 
It's a, you it's mean a really imperial yeast, yeast like the like the wet pack, the liquid yeast, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. I mean, with like yeah, with with dry yeast, you you don't typically need to make a starter, but um, I I I usually do make starters okay. for most of my beers, and um, I think for like there's a few things that I would I would say that I would. I would definitely make a yeast starter for it. Well, I have to say, like, when you're telling me about your starters or I see a picture of your starter, I'm a little jealous. I'm like, oh, there's fucking science nerd. She's got, like, uh, (laughs) the, what's it called? The thing you put it in? The, oh, the uh, Erlenmeyer flask. Uh, Oh, yeah. She's got the Erlenmeyer flask and everything. Come on. <laughs> Poindexter. Just a whole beaker. Yeah, you don't actually need one of those. It's AP chemistry. It just looks cool and it's easy to measure because it has like measuring marks, but you don't have to have a damn Erlenmeyer flask. Okay. To... So tell tell me like the starter is just like this is my understanding, and then I need you to come back and like right my okay. wrongs. You create a starter before you brew because you want to get confirmation that your yeast is viable. uh, Yes, that's part of it. I would say, um, so if you are, even if you are using like a fresh pack of yeast, Mm -hmm. there's at least a few more reasons why a starter is useful um so a starter is is the basic use the basic use of a starter is to create more yeast cells and um by creating like a small beer like an environment for it to ferment in Mm -hmm. prior to dropping it into your wort so you know when when yeast is dropped into uh to wort it multiplies and that's why you have like a that thick ass yeast cake on the bottom you're like i didn't put that much yeast in there but by the end of the fermentation it's she's a thick one because mm-hmm. it's multiplied and it's grown and so the main thing is like you want to you know you know you want to get more yeast cells so that when you push it into the into the wort you know you have enough to ferment the beer through etc cetera, etc cetera. so that's like the basic the basic point of a yeast starter is to make sure that you have enough yeast cells going into the wort have i lost i'm totally chipping out right now (laughs) there's like a there's like a whole measurement and and forgive me because i've been geeking out on that yeast book by chris white of white labs sorry chris but there is there is a measurement there's a preferred measurement it's like I'm going to probably lose a lot of people, but don't (laughs) just don't use any science jargon. It says an often quoted pitching rate is 1 million cells per milliliter of wart per degree Play-Doh. Okay. So most people don't. The minute shit goes metric, my brain just turns (laughs) off. I can't. I'm so sorry. Most people, breweries, 
breweries measure using play-doh like it's usually like a hydrometer but most home brewers just use like specific gravity or you know yeah um so it basically that's basically the measurement so when you're making a yeast starter you put in like what i use is beer smith because it's easy i don't want to count i don't add up a microscope to count how many fucking cells per uh, milliliter are in my i don't <laughs> My microscope is collecting dust. I left it in the 80s. I can't. <laughs> so basically, I, I just use Beersmith and I it's so easy. And I recommend everyone to do this because mm. you can put the, the type of yeast you're going to use. You can put the manufacturing date and you can put the date you're going to brew. And it'll be like, you need to make this much of a starter. No it's great. shit. Yeah. Wait a minute. And, and that's all that's all I do because I'm like, I don't want to, I don't know this math. Hold on. My, I'm so. tripping out because like not only <laughs> did biologists figure out how many fucking cells you need for X amount of whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wart. It, there's, yes. But a computer person wrote a coded algorithm to help you determine Based on the manufacturing date, the expiration date, wow, it's it's fantastic. Oh my it god, really, it truly is amazing because I don't. So have I to just think. I I need to go to bed. I'm so impressed. I can't. <laughs> so basically, if I'm making a beer, and look, I mean, look, you don't have to make a. If you have a fresh vial of yeast, you should be able to ferment five gallons of wort. If it's like you know. If it's at like ten fifty and under, you should be good. Ten fifty. Don't quote and, me there. What does that mean? No, no, like the the original gravity. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, but if it's say a really high gravity, like mm-hmm. if you're making a high gravity beer, you might need to make a starter, or it's either make a starter or buy more packs of yeast. Does that make sense? So the main point is to get more yeast cells. So if you're brewing a huge batch of beer, if you're mm-hmm. brewing like a high gravity beer, if you're brewing a lager, because for lagers and pilsners, you're fermenting cold. And we talked about this in the first episode, you're fermenting cold. Mm-hmm. So you need like double the amount of yeast so that it can like really keep working on it mm-hmm. at that cold temperature. Mm -hmm. Um, and then like two kind of like secondary purposes for making a starter is if you're reusing harvested yeast, got it. And if you're trying to like revitalize old or expired yeasts, which is, I do a lot. So it's also cost effective. Like it's a way to. Exactly. Because say you're making like, uh, you know, American strong. Yeah. We were talking about that today. (laughs) An OG on that type of beer is probably like, I don't know. I don't I honestly have no idea. But if it's like 1080, you're like, okay, well, one packet, one little vial of like white labs, it's too much WLP001 cannot no. get through that. Can it get through it eventually? I don't I I really don't think so. I don't think one pack has enough cells to get through the you know the sugars it's having the the right amount of cells 
pitched into your your wart is insurance number one because Mm -hmm. i've had one i've one stuck fermentation is like enough you don't want to go back like god damn it like it (laughs) stops and you're like this thing's two percent and it tastes like candy like you know the fg is really high so it's like it hasn't fermented through it's super sweet all those sugars are just sitting there chilling so it's insurance and it, it also is obviously like it's just for good fermentation, like a healthy, yeah. good, healthy fermentation. Yeah, you I, you want it to go at this at a certain rate as well, too, mm-hmm. because if it takes too long or. Yeah, and I mean, breweries like are really tapped into this, like they pitch the same, they measure and pitch the same amount of yeast like for each beer because it, it affects the flavor, you know, like if you under pitch, like I said, you can, you know, you can get a stuck fermentation, you can get weird off flavors, mm-hmm. like, you know, because the yeast hasn't, isn't strong enough to chew through those like weird, whatever off flavors. <clears throat> and there's just a lot of shit that can go wrong if you, uh, if you under pitch. If you overpitch, I think it's fine. There's maybe some kind of off flavor. I don't really know, but if you underpitch, you're it's not it's not good. It's not good. Uh it sounds complicated. I don't like when you use <laughs> the word play doh. It makes me feel like I have to do a bunch of Google. I no, like, I don't like I don't use play doh. I don't know what the fuck. I that feel is. like um you know the stutter reminds me of if you bake with if you bake with baker's yeast, um most of uh, most of the process of your baking like pizza dough or bread or whatever is you first you put the the yeast you put a little sugar a little flour and some water and then you wait and then if it starts bubbling then you continue on with the baking process that's kind of mostly how most hello yes if you're making sourdough bread you have a sourdough starter Mm. and there's yeast there and you feed it and it starts to ferment, right? I abandoned and then my you, starter. And then you throw the fermenting, mm-hmm. you know, starter into the bread. So that's exact. It's literally the same thing. Because yeah, but like. You have yeast. You have yeast. It's not, it, it might not be caught in the wild, but you have yeast. You yes. feed it. You mm-hmm. feed it with the beer, with the tiny beer. Tiny beer. You. It starts to ferment. Mm-hmm. And then you throw it into your warts ah. and it ferments that's literally <laughs> it's literally the same fucking thing i that is incredible so, yeah and like so that's what i'm saying the process is is like if you have a if you have a vial of yeast i'll go through this quickly you have a vial of yeast you make a tiny beer either with dry malt extract you know there's weight there's measurements if you make it with you know dme you could also use proper starter, which is super easy. It's a little bit more expensive, but proper starter um, takes out the like, you know, you, you don't have to like boil it and chill it and everything. You just dump it in there with Wait, water that and boiling stuff. and chilling is part of making a yeast starter? You're making oh, a beer. Tyler, You're you've making lost beer. Me. No, 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 no. It, it that is what you do to make a starter. You making you're making a tiny beer. You're throwing the yeast in there, and you're letting it start. You're letting it ferment and grow. 
It's crazy. It's fucked up, but it's crazy. <laughs> and they rage in your beer and you have a healthy fermentation and it's mm-hmm. great. And it's like, okay, cool. Like it's, you know, God, yeast so is such a I mean, crazy bitch. Like I love her. I love yeast. Do people make, you would make a starter if you had like a, um, expired pack of O five or something, right? I mean, look, I don't, I've never made a starter with, I've never made a starter with dry yeast because dry yeast has dry yeast has a lot of cells even if it's like a little old you know with with dry yeast i think there i think there i think the recommendation with dry yeast is to um at least make a slurry so you put it in some water there's a there's a specific not not always necessary not always but i know fermentus is like Throw it in. There's fucking throw it in there. Sprinkle it all. Sprinkle it all night. I and let it. You know. You know. For years, <clears throat> I was wait, just wait. Make- it's called. It's called. So before I forget this word, rehydrate. That's <gasps> rehydrate. Mm-hmm. For years, I was making cider. I'd get the packet of yeast, and I would pour the juice in the fermenter. Sprinkle the yeast in put my hand over it, shake it up. So I'm such a strong woman, (laughs) five gallons, just get in there. And then it would go. And then, um, like many years into my process, I made, uh, something with a, another, another home brewer who we both know. And he's like, you just, he's like the directions on the back say to put, put it in hot water for a little bit and i was like oh rehydrate mm-hmm. rehydrate <laughs> there's directions interesting <laughs> but wait was that what was what kind of yeast was that again well i use um a primarily a big fan of the red star line red star. i like the premier cuvee and the Cotes de blanc mm-hmm. and their their champs is nice too but mostly premier cuvee and Cotes de blanc but you can mix them with warm water but now I do follow the directions on the back. Um, I've never had a stuck fermentation to my knowledge, but I also, I leave my shit forever. I'm like very kind of lazy and slow to do stuff. So trust me, it doesn't matter. Like if your fermentation is stuck, it doesn't matter how long it sits there, it will stop. It will stop. Oh, yeah earlier than what you're hoping for well i mean it makes more sense because now that you're saying that dry yeast is like so concentrated and strong i've I've only used that i've never really i've never done a starter and i've only used um wet yeast uh, a couple times i don't yeah i don't think you've like i said like the main reasons you want to make a starter is like you know if you have a uh, if you're making, if I was making ten gallons of beer and use and using one pitch of yeast, I'd be like, okay, no, I should probably, you know, you get, it get some more cells, you know. So it's a you know large quantity, large volume, higher gravity because obviously with a higher gravity beer, well, you have more cool that sugars. You can take to like- one thing of yeast, and then with the things that you have on hand, kind of get it revved up to grow it up, right. And yeah. that's better than having to go to a fucking HBS, you know, when you realize it. Eight o'clock well, yeah. Night. Yeah. Because it's like, yeah, it's like, oh, it's telling me to either make a, it's telling me to either make a 
one and a half liter starter or pitch three packets of this white labs yeast and three Which packets of like, white labs is like what's three times like each packet is like seven, seven or eight bucks. yeah that's twenty one dollars yeah make a good point that's like um that's like a quad of a hype beer and like two or three bags of hot cheetos that's like a full gas tank for me. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler Seriously, <Tarzan's> not <laughs> a- during COVID, my <laughs> fill up is twenty one. Wait, you, is it? A, is your car hybrid? Twenty one, twenty one. Oh no, my God. I said during COVID, girl. Bye. Oh. So anyway, that's. I hope y'all learned a little bit about e starters. I know I'm a little. Oh my tip. God. I'm pretty sure Lori, Lori's blonde is actually eight percent. She just didn't like measure it properly, and now it's I'm fucked up. One hundred percent possible. <laughs> Tyler's so, blonde's delicious. I just learned about starters. I'm gonna stress out. Don't wondering. Don't stress out. Should I do it? Should I go there? What's happening? I like the idea of science shit in my house and just like intimidating the people around me. Um, I don't know. All right, y'all. Well, look, thanks for listening. We really appreciate the support. Like we said before, mm-hmm. keep listening. I hope you enjoyed. And let us know what you want us to talk about. You know? Yeah. And um, thanks for uh, searching Brewed Up on your podcast platform search engine. And thank you. <laughs> for continuing to listen to the end of the show i do hope you've been consuming a blonde taste one try one and live it and let us know what you think and this is when the music has started and it's gonna be hopefully just over our voices at this point because we're just <laughs> fuck it mumbling going on and on I mean, you're editing the shit out of this episode anyway, so. Good night. All right, bye. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Brewed Up Podcast and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. Feel free to also rate and review the show. The Brewed Up music is produced by LA Legend producer Elusive. <laughs>